1: On the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline right now, we have a former champion from pole to the win back in 2019. He's going to be starting in row number eight coming up on the 107th running of the greatest spectacle in racing. Simon Pagino joins us. Hello, Simon. How are you today?
2: Hello, I'm great. I just just heard about the news, uh, Tina Turner. Man, that's uh, you know she. She rocked my childhood, so really really sad to hear the passing.
1: That is a great way to put it. And obviously, being from France, you know, I'm here from, from Indiana, it didn't matter. Because if you're yeah. around your age, our age, Tina Turner did help, musically speaking, shape what we listened to during our childhood. That is incredibly meaningful, and you may not realize that completely, and unfortunately, Simon, until somebody or that person in this case is gone.
2: Exactly, exactly. It's such a such a surprising thing, but uh, she was great and really, really, really marked my childhood. You know, raised I was raised in France, and she was a huge star. So, um, you know, very, very sad to hear the news.
1: Yeah, but just, she had a great life, though. Yeah, one of the more original voices you will ever hear and she was in in one film that i knew obviously the the biopic what's love got to do with it was about her life but she was in mad max beyond thunderdome and it, it i still can't get past when she says thunderdome nobody else says it like tina turner it was awesome <laughs> Back in go. the day. All right, so um, preparation. You're on a Wednesday today. You've been through this many times before. You've won this thing back in 2019. Do you have a routine of preparation with the, uh, the week leading up to the race? Anything you do?
2: Well, you know, the, the biggest thing is we we try to uh, promote the race as much as possible. I just went to a, a school, elementary school, uh, with Elio, actually, and we had a great time with the kids And it's basically what we do is just sharing our uh, passion for the sport, for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the race with kids and and raising awareness towards what it is, uh, what makes that race so special. And it was so cool. The kids were so excited. We played games and uh, we had a great time. So that's kind of what we do. And when we have a a moment, um, about an hour at a time, then I try and go see my engineers and discuss what they found um, when it comes to uh, performance and uh, and what the weather is going to be and, and how to approach the race coming up.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's going to be fantastic weather from the way yeah, we look at it right harder,
2: now. The harder for us, the better. Well, our race car is so good, um, so the harder the better for us.
1: So Simon Pagino joins us. I want to get into some of the things that uh, you guys hope to do coming up on Sunday, but when you were growing up, when did you become aware of of the Indy 500 at what age
2: You know the Indy 500 the, the funny thing is is um I was already into racing when I uh when I heard of it and um I remember vividly of a day at my grandpa's house uh and it was a Sunday we were just uh we we're just having a great time with my cousins and um uh, there was this big black uh TV big box TV um black and white and uh, and I heard about the excitement uh, on the TV, so I, I poked my eye around and saw that it was the Indy 500, and it was the year that Rick Mears was fighting with uh, Michael Andretti. 90, I believe it was 91. Um, so I was basically five years old, and uh, sorry, seven years old, and um, and that race was going on. It was so exciting, and that's the first time I heard of the Indy 500. And since then, it, it was a dream, dream to uh, see it then a dream to drive in it, and then a dream to
1: win. Yeah, you go from pole to winning. I I thought about this a little bit earlier when when I knew you were going to come on the show. How great – I mean, it's a great day. You win, and it's a great day, right? But, I mean, how near perfect do you have to be to drive from the pole and then to take that thing home and to win it?
2: Uh, 100%. It, it was a perfect day, a perfect month for us because we won the Grand Prix, we won the pole. Uh, at Indy, and then we won the race. And honestly, the pit stops were perfect. The strategy was perfect. The car was fastest than anyone. And my drive was probably one of my best drives ever. So, you know, that day was a heaven day in racing. That, you don't get many of those days in a career. Uh, I was just very fortunate that it happened uh, here at the biggest race in the world.
1: Were you a perfect driver that day?
2: Honestly, uh, I hate saying it, but it was definitely my my, I, up until that time, it was my best performance. Uh, so, what, what, was that perfect at the time? Yes, because you know uh, that's yep. what I was trying to reach. Uh, would it be perfect today? Probably not, because
1: <laughs> you always try to improve. I, um, Simon, I was thinking about it from this standpoint. is You probably remember, because you're so high-level, you probably remember every every bobble, every mistake you make as a driver. And when you have a race like that, I mean, it's easy to cover up all that the mistakes you make during the race if you win it. But if you go from the pole and then win it in the fashion in which you did in 2019, you would probably easily remember, Mistakes like that, they would stick out. And when you can't vividly remember something like that, you did have a pretty darn good day. There's no doubt about that. Was that your best day ever as a driver? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, you know what? Actually, the 2021 when I finished third, uh, right behind uh, Elio and Palou, I think was an even better drive. Uh, but it didn't show because I didn't win, right? So, yeah, um, you know, the car wasn't the fastest that day, but I came back from, I believe, twenty. Went somewhere on the grid to, to third, and it was a tough year to pass, and we were able to do it. So, to me, that was a better race, more complete even. So, um, you know, sometimes you actually do better in defeat, and uh, but it doesn't get uh, shown as much.
1: What made that a better drive than one? In which, I mean, other, other than making up so much ground and coming back in the fashion in which you did, what what made it from a driving standpoint a better drive, even more so than the time when you won in 2019?
2: Well, simply, um, honestly, when you start at the back, it's much harder because you have to pass all these cars and you have so much adversity. Um, you know, starting at the front with the fastest car, it, it's a simple job. You're just going to get it done. Uh, but then, when you start at the back, you have to make things happen. Um, and uh, to me, that was a, a very aggressive race. Uh, I drove on the limit the entire time in 2021. And I didn't waste any time uh, going to the front. There was a, a race against the watch, you know, to try to be in a, a contending uh, position. By you know lap 170, and we got there, and then we fought for the win. So, um, so that was great and a lot of fun. Um, very difficult to get there on time, uh, and then have a chance to to fight for the win. It's us.
1: Simon Pagino joins us, the former champion on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. How'd you uh, come away this past weekend? Thinking about your team, where you are, your car, and uh, what you might be able to do coming up on Sunday. What were your thoughts after this past weekend?
2: You know, I really like my odds. Um, my race car feels really, really good in traffic. I'm starting. Uh, I'm starting 22nd, which is uh, the, the number I was racing when I won the race, and I'm on eight row, which was my first racing number, eight. So I think my uh, superstition is really coming together here.
1: You're selling me on this, too, because I'm incredibly superstitious. You're selling me right I here.
2: Very, I can't be superstitious when I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in this job, it's all about believing and convincing yourself that you can get it done. And I'm certainly at that level now. Um, we just had a great night with my crew at Topgolf. Um it is not a partner of mine, but we really had a good time <laughs> <laughs> just being together. Uh, you know, it's about chemistry and I yeah. feel like my team is really gelling. We, we had a tough start of the season, but we are in a good spot right now and I, I really like that. Uh, I like my race car and I like the way that I feel. So, I think we we have all the chances in the world uh, to be contending for it.
1: Simon Pagino joins us. Is that part of the feel leading up to Sunday and Sundays of the past with the Indy 500 in mind, feeling that your team is gelling together? Is that something that, that you have gauged over the years before the race, the week leading up to?
2: For sure. It's, uh, it's very important. You know, you're not alone driving that race car. You've you, you got to have a crew around you. You need to have a strategist with you as well. And it's, um, it's about aligning all the stars. Uh, and that's very important. And that mojo, you know, is everything in racing. So if you can feel that way, then it's, um, it gives you the, the boost of confidence you need. And I certainly feel that way today. So it's, uh, it's exciting. Are you superstitious? Uh, you know, in general, no. Are but, you superstitious uh, like when it benefits you? Because I, I kind yeah, of am, me 100%. too. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's exactly how I am. What, uh, <laughs> what,
1: uh, what, uh, what was the last? Uh, what was the last? When, the, when was the last time that you you recognized it was obvious to you? You were superstitious about something. Was it a, a number? Was it something that took place? What was it?
2: When I won in nineteen, the morning of the race, um, I just felt something different, and I told my wife. Uh, bring Ma- Norman, our dog, bring Norman to Victory Lane and the French flag. She said, Simon, you never say stuff like that. I said, yeah, because today I'm going to win. And uh, <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, in a way it was superstition. In a way, uh, I had seen the number 22 everywhere that month. <laughs> and, uh, and I just believed. Um, but it was outrageous to other people because, you know, before the race I called it. Yeah, and it happened, uh, and it's the only time in my career I've done that.
1: That is, that is calling your shot right there. So yeah, yeah. I, no, it was
2: pretty cocky. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah.
1: I mean, I, did the uh, your driver friends? What, how did they feel about that when when you told them that story?
2: Well, I I, I haven't told the, my uh, driver friends because I don't have many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I did tell all my buddies, yes, and, and my family. Uh, I did tell that story, but uh, yeah, it was. It was a, it was a weird album for sure
1: yeah i um I stop and and pick up pennies uh because you know find a penny pick it up all the day you'll have good luck would you do that if you found one out in front of your RV like when you're getting yes. ready and get would you p- pick up the penny and rub it
2: I would definitely do that especially if I saw um you know um, the the four uh, four leaf um, oh, yeah. four leaf as well on the ground I would definitely pick it up and put it in a special place
1: simon I grabbed I, I grabbed a penny from the Kroger parking lot this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I thing don't thing know what I'm needing good luck for. I just I think to just to make it like to keep going. I need that that good luck. So, exactly. Meyer um, Shank Racing, Simon Pagano, Before I let you go here, uh, you said the team chemistry. You feel that gel. You like where you are right now. You feel pretty good about Sunday, all in all, don't you?
2: I do. You know, I don't think we have uh, the pace uh, to be on the proposition. Obviously, we we don't we don't have that. Well, we have a car that's really consistent. I'm really happy about how the tires are behaving on my car. And the hotter it's going to be, the more it's going to show the weaknesses of other cars. and uh, It looks like it's going to be a hot day. So, yeah, I feel I feel very conf- confident, very comfortable. Uh, I know how to play the game. I think that's the biggest thing with experience now. Um so yeah, I look forward to Sunday. I'm actually excited about Sunday, you know? and I'm counting the days. So uh, I'm in a good spirit.
1: I may change my pick here. I had initially okay. picked Takuma. Um, hey, you know,
2: I'm a good salesman. That's what my dad does. So, you know, I learned
1: from it. <laughs> I think you sold me. I may have to change it now. I feel good about it, especially all this penny and four-leaf clover stuff. I mean, I I'm, I may have to change that up. Hey, the best of luck to you. You're always a fantastic conversation. I appreciate well, you more you. than you know. The best of luck coming up on Sunday. And hopefully next week uh, we're doing this with you after your your second win. Coming up here on Sunday. I'll talk
2: to you next week then.
1: You got it. Simon Pagano right. right there. I love it on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline.
0: Meekum Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Meekum's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana it's State Fairgrounds. Oh! 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Meekum experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at meekum.com.